Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up, party people? And welcome yeah. back to No Other Pod. Sort of a, it's not a victory pod, it's not a loss pod, it's like a, we're yeah. at halftime pod this week. Because uh, the weird two-legged thing we got going on. But, we are here as always. And uh, I'm Jimmy, as I usually am. Along with my good buddy Dan, who will be back in Kansas City for this next game. So Dan, what is going on? What's going on indeed, my friend? It is uh it's another game last night and or uh, well this is Monday. Uh they gave that one away there. But we got another game coming <laughs> up. All right, it's uh it's do or die, man. Where where this is uh it's getting pretty heated and I know that the Sporting Faithful will show up and we'll we'll have a grand old time on Sunday. That's for damn sure. Yeah, it will be fun. The first home playoff game since MLS Cup twenty thirteen. Oh, Against the same team who probably, who knows this feeling. They want that revenge, man. It's, I don't know. I just, we'll talk about I it. I hope we don't, I hope we don't end up back in penalties. We'll oh, get into God. all of that, but it is going to be hype at Children's Mercy Park on Sunday. And wow. I cannot wait. Let, let me butt in real fast because after we recorded last week, we got a couple new iTunes ratings and reviews. And I know we got some new listeners here, so if you have not gone to do that, go hit us up with the uh, rating of your choice, five stars, and uh, leave us a little review. <laughs> so, but hey, dude, this was from Falcon Playa eighty eight fifteen. All right, love listening okay. to you guys every week. Just recently moved from Lawrence to Jacksonville, Florida. You guys keep me in the loop from a distance. Y'all rock. Keep doing great things, fella. Uh, thank you, Playa. We certainly will, man, that, uh, or lady. That's, it feels good. That's that's nice words. Yes, yes, thank you. Keep holding it down in uh, in Florida country. Oh, man, dude, wear that sporting stuff all over down there, all right? Because you know no one wants to wear Orlando stuff, so it is what it no. is. If you see uh, Dom Dwyer, punch him in the face. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't listen to Jimmy's passive-aggressive Actually, that's just regular aggressive. That's <laughs> that's, not I was going to say, that's not so passive. That's just regular. <laughs> you regular aggressive. Hey, uh, then this <laughs> last one was from Scott Greenway. That's titled Swiggin' from Kuz's Booch. First of all, yep. that sounds so dirty, and I love it. 
Uh, but it's going to be my uh, MLS fantasy team name next year. Oh my God. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> if you are offended by the title of this review, episode 58, pass on this pod. If not, grab a beer, gnaws on some burnt ends, and come on in. The water is warm. That's because one of us probably peed. But uh, <laughs> that's what I said. Also, when somebody <laughs> screams, who's your daddy? Do not be surprised when everyone screams Peter Vermees at the top of their lungs and feel free to join in. And here, ready for this, Jimmy? This is our new slogan of the pod. This needs to go on a T-shirt. If you want to do mind-expanding soccer in a consequence-free environment, hit subscribe. Oh, my God. This guy's our I'm, hype man. I am, I am so happy right now. He's our hype like, man, dude. <laughs> that's my that's my most favorite review i've ever heard i think <laughs> i mean i not think to diminish any of the others but that was uh no. that was unique and fun they're all great but i think i might need to go change our twitter twitter bio to <laughs> mind expanding soccer in a consequence free environment oh my god dude <laughs> because i mean he, he didn't uh, copyright that i'm sure it'd be fine if we could use that no i mean i i i, I Honest to God, I think that needs to be our new motto <laughs> because I love everything about it. It just makes sense. Um, it makes sense. It's it what we are. Uh, you know, you you know a lot of soccer things, and I'm just I'm just kind of here. Well, it's consequence free. <laughs> I pretend <laughs> I get it done. Uh, hey, are you still writing for Soccer by Ives? Uh, I'm doing a little bit there. I'm doing a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, I, I I started doing some stuff for Last Word on Soccer. As well. What is that? So it's a, it's another site. It's part of the Last Word on Sports Network. They're they're a little bit smaller, but they uh, they needed a little bit of help throughout the playoffs and needed huh. someone to help cover Sporting KC. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing some stuff there. But cool, uh, man. But yeah, I'll still be on SBI every once in a while. Awesome. I was just curious. <laughs> you never know where my next writing gig will appear. You're all over the place, man. I, you're, you're spreading your writing seed. I don't. I don't even know. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm trying. We'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this uh, this game, man. Oh. I uh, I was I was nervous from long before this game started because we knew there would be no Seth Sinovic and. Uh, you had some thoughts, I know, before the game started because you thought Seth was pretty much the key to what we needed to do on defense. And I know you had some big concerns about whether it was going to be Johan or Roger or even Jalen at left back, what we'd do without without Seth, didn't you? Well, I was worried why would we even call Jalen back, you know, to Salt Lake from where he was at in Florida for the U-20 uh, camp he was doing uh, if he wasn't going to play. So I'm like, oh, they called Jalen, so he's clearly going to start, and he didn't even enter the game. So I'm just confused by that route. But on another hand, I'm nervous because numbers, dude. Like when you line up statistics and victories, like we're a better team with Seth in the lineup. We're a better team with that trio up top. I mean, I think it just all revolves around Seth Sinovic. And I know that sounds super weird, but I think he's – I think he's a pretty important piece, and I'm not. I'm not saying that Johan screwed the pooch last night. It, he didn't, which is a very weird phrase, by the way. That's not something people I, should use. I do not like it. Yeah, I don't care I for think it. Of it too literally. Yeah, I'm like that's bestiality. Why would anyone do that? Um, so he didn't do that. I'm gonna backtrack, re- rewind that shit. 
Uh, it's yeah. not like we would like to issue a, an official retraction. Yeah, if you could just uh, Johan did not do that. Act like that didn't happen. He. It's not like he fucked it up. All right. He he did okay. <laughs> he did okay. He did. He did. He. If you look at uh, whoscored dot com, they do player ratings, and and oh. Johan actually had one of the highest player ratings in the entire game. Dude's a hustler. Uh, Want to get a little technical, but yeah, I mean. Johan is an attacking midfielder or a winger. He's not a left back. He's just a dude who is strong and fast and has a left foot. So uh, he was kind of our emergency emergency left back. And I think that's why they called Jalen in, to be honest. I wasn't sure that he was going to start. I thought Johan would probably start. But with Jimmy Madronda hurt, with Christian Lobato hurt, with Sesanovic out, if Johan got hurt or if Johan got tired as he somehow or sometimes is known to do, we really didn't have anybody else. So I think Jalen was kind of there as, as an insurance policy. Um, but thankfully Johan didn't need to come out. So, you know, it's all good. It, it was but, all right. Um, yeah. And he hustles, dude. Like when he, like he, he runs, he runs pretty hard and he also dives at a lot of does. balls. So they kind of got around him a few times but the dude would hustle to to get back in position. Like he knew he knows that's not his position and he knows he needs to play his heart out. Right. So, so he can get on the field in these kind of moments. Yeah. He, he was aggressive in the attack. I mean, yeah. if you really, you look at any, any sporting fullback outside of Seth, who's played consistently, whether it be Zussi or even Jimmy Madronda or, or Johan, these are all wingers that have been converted into fullbacks. So it, it it's, it's an interesting uh, tactic that Peter Vermees has used to kind of bring a more attacking mindset to the defense. Um, but hey, it's worked. Now, getting into this game, it uh, it was kind of a weird one. And first legs of the these two-leg series always kind of are a little bit weird because neither team really wants to push too hard. They're still kind of feeling each other out. But Real Salt Lake earned 66.6% of the possession throughout the entire game. And if you look at the breakdown of the first half, they earned uh, the majority of the possession in every single five-minute interval as MLSsoccer.com breaks it down. So when you hear something like that, does that worry you thinking about how we're going to go into the next game? Yes. Because all bets are off, man. It doesn't matter how you played this season. Like, it, it doesn't matter. It's whoever wants it more. And I, but I can't shy away from history. I can't shy away from these the wins and the and the ties. Like how RSL came and drew us at home this year. How we lost to them at their place this year. Um, and like last night, I, we don't have a good history in Salt Lake. And it showed because we we couldn't get the victory. So everything's very worrisome right now, dude. I I, I think, oh, I don't know. I don't even want to make any assumptions or predictions. But come Sunday, uh, it's going to be whoever wants it more. And I don't like that Corey Baird is coming off a Rookie of the Year trophy. Yeah, Corey. But he, I mean, to be honest, he was really the only option for for Rookie of the Year. There weren't a whole lot of choices. Uh, Chris Muller at Orlando City was really the only other choice, but he fell off real quick. Um, started off the year hot and then didn't really do much else. But, but that's still motivation for him, dude. It is. You're right. 
But Albert Rusnak, RSL's okay. highest paid player in their history, will miss the second leg because he earned a second yellow card. See, um, didn't he come to, didn't he, when he played in KC, didn't he like show up late because he was holding out for more money or some shit? Yeah, he, he flew out a day later. Um, and it was just a couple days after that game where they announced the contract. But yeah, the the reports were that he was kind of holding out um, to, to force that deal to completion. And now the, the reports are that he'll be making um, more than $2 million per season. So that well, makes him their highest paid player in history. You sit that two million butt on the sideline, you some bitch, and I, I, you're gonna have to explain <laughs> yellow card accumulation in the playoffs because I really don't understand it. Do you only get two, and then you have to sit? Yep, yep. It's so two yellow cards across any games in the playoffs, and you're suspended for the next match, except Ew. for MLS Cup. So, so what it is wipes it? Oh, it resets in MLS Cup. Yes. Yeah. So what is it? Uh, in the regular season, isn't it like five yellow cards? It's five. Yeah, that's five. what I thought. Once you're or in two five in yellows, a game. you get suspended. Right, and then that's a red card. Um, so, but now what's what's interesting, and this is why again, it's so much more important to earn that first round buy. Is Sporting KC went into this game with a de facto advantage because RSL had like five players already coming into the game on one yellow card from their knockout round game, and if any one of them got a yellow, they'd be out for the second leg, and that's exactly what happened to Rusnak. So Diego Rubio got a yellow in this game. If he gets another yellow, he'll be suspended. But Sporting has that one-game advantage on RSL. So they didn't have to worry about missing any players in the second leg unless anybody got a red card. Kind of well, weird. You got you to hope that – I don't want to say hope that we don't need Rubio because the dude's a hell of a baller. But you, you got to hope that we don't need him, that, that we can get it done you know, without having to sub. And I, and I know why Peter did last night. I mean – Kyrie just wasn't doing Kyrie things and we needed a change. You know, we needed something different. We needed a spark and that's what Rubio provided. Uh, Chilean spark. That sounds like an energy drink. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I want to, I want to get more into, uh, into Rubio and and how to handle him in in this next game here in a little bit, but let's go through a little bit of, of, of the action from, from this, uh, this game there weren't many highlights to go over in the first half um obviously Rusnak got his yellow in like the 26th minute that was probably the biggest moment um you mentioned Kyrie didn't have a great game weirdly his most impressive moment probably came in the ninth minute where he had a shot on goal um after Sporting KC forced a turnover and it was a decent shot um Ramondo had to dive to his right and, and push the ball away um Outside of that, there really wasn't much that happened in the first half. It was just kind of, as Peter said, both teams were feeling each other out and neither team really took control. Um, so I don't know. Are, are you feeling confident at halftime of this match? I, 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 I don't know sort of what I was feeling because I didn't think there was much that happened. Not really. I mean, they... They got in some scary moments, though, dude. Like, they would bang the ball around the box a few times, like right at the top, and, you know, that's kind of how they got their goal, really, that we just didn't close down well enough. But in the first half, it was – I don't want to say it was a snooze fest because it's playoff soccer. When you're a fan of one of the teams, you're going to be on the edge of your seat. But it was kind of a snooze fest, dude. It was kind of like, do these teams know who they really are? Like – 
I know RSL kind of squeezed into the playoffs on technicality or whatever, but come on, Sporting's number one seed here. I mean, they, they've scored. They have a plus goal differential. They have a positive goal differential on the road, right? Sporting? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. And they're, that, not many teams have that. So no, we, we, we should have showed it. We needed to show it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. If you look at what, what Peter said about the first half, he said that I think both teams were feeling each other out. Who's going to do what? And nobody ever really took the game, uh, which I think, yeah, I think that's about the best way you could describe it. And that's what a lot of people's biggest complaints are with this two legged playoff format is too often that first leg just kind of turns into sort of each team kind of cautiously looking at each other. They don't want to risk too much because if you go down early, that can be bad. Um, but especially that higher seed, they know they got that home game in the second leg. There's not a whole lot of incentive to push because if they can just take a draw back home, then they're in good shape. So, Well, how's this for you? Out of all the teams, that out of all the games that should have been you know a, a really good one, sporting number one seed versus number six seed should have been a pretty good beating. Whereas all the other games got results, man. They, they weren't draws. There were victories in every one of them. And those are all closer yeah. seeded teams. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the seeds, you're right. First seed versus six seed. You probably think that, you know, this, this should be a, 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 not the most competitive game, but I mean, it's a rivalry game and, and weird things happen in rivalry games. And, and, and like you said earlier, Sporting Casey always has a tough time at RSL. RSL always plays us tough. So I can't say I was surprised that it was a close game. I think I was surprised at how much possession RSL had, even if it wasn't all quality possession, because certainly not all of it was. I've never seen a sporting team lose possession, especially the way they lost, you know, by only having about a third of the possession in the game. So right, that was a little weird for me. Um, but in the second half, things heated up pretty much instantaneously. Um, it was in the 51st minute where Brooks Lennon found Albert Rusnak, the $2 million man, right at the top of the box. And uh, Rusnak received it and first time scooped the ball up over to Damir Krylak, who headed it right back down to Rusnak's foot. And a first-time laser in what can only be described as a golazzo right past Melia to give RSL the 1-0 lead. And look, credit where credit's due, that was a gorgeous goal. Um, Dude, Tim has that. He has the save if he doesn't take one little hop step to the right. He took one little step at the last minute, and then that ball comes at him. Yeah, you're right. I didn't catch that until right now, but you're absolutely right. He does a little like crow hop to the right, trying to get back in the middle. And and yeah, that's what set set his timing off just a little bit. Uh, so, but I mean, look, Rusnak showing why he's a $2 million man with that scoop. And then yeah, he just puts his laces through that ball and fires a rocket right into the net. Uh, I'm glad that's, that's not going to be on the field for the second leg. I'll just say that. Oh, hundred uh, percent. I mean, someone else will just have to step up and, and earn their moment, but you'd like to think we're, we're ahead you'd like to think we get a two nil victory here. You know what I mean? That, that him being out really helps us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's our best player. So anytime a team's without their best player, 
it it's it's going to be detrimental to the cause. Um, now, just what eight minutes later, like I think it's thirty eight seconds after he comes on, Diego yeah. Rubio on his literal first touch of the game pulls it back for Sporting KC and equalizes. Um, Nick Ramondo had an error. He's normally pretty good with the ball at his feet. He tried to fire a clearance off. And, hey, credit to Felipe Gutierrez because he was the one who deflected this ball and it fell right to Rubio's feet and he took just a couple touches and then fired a world-class finish into the bottom right corner. And suddenly, it's super sub Diego Rubio. I know he doesn't like being called a super sub, but he scores his fifth goal off the bench this season. And suddenly, Sporting's back in it. So... Not bad. Well, if you don't like being called a super sub, don't be a super sub. <laughs> you know, I think he'll take being a super sub over not contributing. I think just the competitor in him, he wants to start. But Sporting KC even sent a tweet out on Monday calling him a super sub. So <laughs> I think that That's ship fantastic. Has <laughs> um, and yeah, Beasler Beasler had some quotes on it after the game. Um. He said, Diego's a perfect example of what a teammate should be. Whether he starts or doesn't start, whether he comes in or doesn't even make the 18, he is always a team-first guy, always focused, so that when he does get his opportunities, he makes the most of them. Um, and, and yeah, that's that's pretty much the epitome of Diego Rubio. Um, just comes in and, and, sc- and scores when he needs to. Uh, yeah, I was Seems I was pretty way. excited after that goal. So were you were you feeling better after we we finally pulled that one back? I didn't think it was going to happen that soon. I mean, I was feeling great, but like, holy hell, he he didn't waste any time. But dude, the whole game, I kept thinking, holy shit, they really trust Ramondo to, you know, kind of play with fire back there when they play the ball back and he takes his time and. I kept thinking, Kyrie, I know you're going to get gassed, but like rush Ramondo. You're going to get a deflection and maybe a, an easy tap in or something like that. And sure enough, that's what happened, dude, when Felipe deflected it into Rubio's path and he scored that banger. Just one hopped it into the goal. Yeah, that's kind of been one of the hallmarks of, of Ramondo's long career is they always talked about how good he is with the ball at his feet. And, and Kyrie almost got to it, like you said. Um, like every time. Yeah, he plays with fire. I'm surprised that he doesn't get burnt more often. Well, we're going to take advantage of that if he wants to do that in Kansas City. I mean, it's going to happen again. Oh, my God. Imagine Nick Ramondo in front of the cauldron at the first home playoff game in five years. It's going to be ruthless, and I'm going to love every second of it. And it's the same freaking team that we beat out in penalties. Like, this this is humongous. Yeah, this is this is gonna be crazy. Um, there were a couple other chances throughout the second half for Sporting. There was a crazy play in the seventy fourth minute where like Ramondo came out to punch a ball, and then there were like people falling down everywhere, and there was kind of an open net for a second. And Zussi fired one on goal, and Justin Glad might have died on the field for a second, but nothing really came of it. And then uh, in the ninetieth minute, um, Tim Melia made another great save. The f- offside flag might have come up, but Amelia pushed the ball away uh, last second to keep the game tied 1-1, and that's how it ended. So I know I told you before the match that if we came out of this with a draw, and I think I said a couple away goals, but hey, even an away goal, I'd be feeling pretty good. 
I'm 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 okay with this result. Are are you confident going into the next match, knowing that all we got to do is win at home, and we'll go through? Oh my God, you had to ask me that. I don't know, <laughs> dude. I don't know how confident I am because every everything changes. Everything's different. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be bad, man. It's gonna be a ruthless game. We're gonna have to be careful not to get any more yellows. Because if you do get through this game, you still have two more games at least. And, and so, I don't know, dude. I'm not confident. I, I don't I don't want to see this go to extra time. And I definitely don't want to see penalties. Are you kidding me? It's uh, oh, I'm a little nervous. I wish we had a two-goal, you know, two, a 2-1 coming back here. That would have been amazing. But I guess two- to rescue that draw is, uh, is way better than, than losing 1-0 on the road. Yeah, two 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 one would have been very nice. But look, I guess when when you're coming home, all you got to do is win on win at home in the playoffs in front of one of the best crowds in MLS. You know, Sporting KC has been very good at home this year. Uh, there, there's not much you can ask for. The question is, can they keep up their form from the end of the year? Those three straight wins that they finished the regular season with, and, and get the result in what's going to be a hard-fought game because RSL is going to have nothing to lose. Like I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't be surprised if they just go all out from the first whistle and just start causing mayhem and fouling people all over trying to draw yellow cards or whatnot because oh yeah. They I mean let's 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 be real here. RSL really doesn't have a chance at going on to win MLS Cup. So hey, if they can knock off the number 1 seed in the West, that's kind of their MLS Cup this year, especially if it's Sporting KC. Yeah. So I expect a chippy Dude, game. They got some pieces too, man. Like that Savarino freaks me out. Jao Plata freaks me out. Corey Baird. Uh, um, oh my God. Who's the one guy who scored on us? Uh, young guy. Um, you talking about Brooks Lennon? That? No, not Brooks Lennon, dude. It would have been, hmm. um, ah, son of a bitch. I'll figure it out and I'll let you know. But there's <laughs> Saucedo. Saucedo. Oh, Saucedo. Yeah, he's good. Yes, so it's like yeah. they have some pieces, and if we're not on our game, they're gonna take us out at home, and that would be that'd be absolutely depressing. Yeah, it's you know if you look at sort of form throughout the regular season, Sporting KC was ten two and five, ten wins, two losses, and five draws at home. Um, RSL on the year three wins, eleven losses, and three draws on the road. So they're not very good on the road, but one of those draws was against Sporting KC at Children's Mercy Park. So they'll come in and they'll be confident. But uh, I think that we're going to take care of business, and I think that we'll probably score early. I wouldn't be surprised if like Johnny Russell gets a goal in the first 10, 15 minutes. And then, uh, yeah, I think we'll take care of business because I don't think this team – is ready to be done yet. I think they got bigger sights or bigger things uh, on their mind. So we'll see. Well, here's something to point out that some of you might not know. Uh, My wife was asking me these stipulations as well, and I figured I'd mention it on here in case you don't know. But uh, a nil-nil draw gets us us by. That's a victory. Mm -hmm. It's not what we want, nor is that what you want at, at home, okay? That's for a team that scored the most goals in the history of this team. Come on. Uh, 1-1, one, one, 
going to send us to extra time and possibly PKs, folks. Not okay. We don't want that. Um, <laughs> say it's two to two. We fucking lose. That's it. Yep. We're done. Yep. So let we, you know the team's just going to be like, just win, dude. Just do it. Nike, just do it. Just do it. Yeah, we don't want to leave it um, up to trying to play for a draw. I mean, if you're a U.S. Hell men's no. national team fan, you know what happens when you try to play for a draw. Uh, it doesn't work out. Um, and for those of you who might be new to MLS or aren't quite aware, the reason that if it's a 2-2 or higher draw and we lose is because even though we'd be equal on goals, the tiebreaker is away goals. So if we draw 2-2, 3-3, 4-4, anything 2 and higher, then uh, RSL will have more away goals than Sporting KC and then... RSL will go through. That's terrifying. Yeah. That's absolutely terrifying because basically you know if that RSL scores two goals at your place, now you got to go freaking win. Now you have to go score three. Like, Yeah. Well, that's – Oh, my God, dude. It, that's what's terrifying about. is because, you know, when <laughs> – like you said, for every goal that RSL scores, we we almost have to score two. And 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 it and it makes you're a hundred percent right. One goal, we give up one goal to them as long as we score, we're fine. The second they score two goals, that's when I get nervous because then we have to score at least three. Or if they score three goals, we have yep. to score at least four. Like that's when it starts getting tough. Um, and I'll cry. Oh I'll my cry. god the the worst the worst 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 situation is if we're up two one late in this game. And, and I'm just fearing that late equalizer that's going to put them through. So hope, yep. hopefully we can we can just go up like 3-1, 4-1 early and, and we can all just have a fun game because I don't want to be That'd worried be about a late class. fantastic because you know the Chiefs are going to be playing that day and I it's a great day when, when all Kansas City sports do great things. All right, so Chiefs are going to win by like three touchdowns most likely. But if Sporting could win <laughs> by three goals... Let's let's get it going. Hell yes. Um, we do have a couple of questions that I want to get to before um, we, we get too far down the road here. Yeah. Uh, Michael Fjordborn, um wants to know, should Seth Snovic be put back into the starting lineup at left back instead of Johan? So what say you? But I don't uh, – uh, excuse me. It's been a long day. Uh, I don't <laughs> think uh, – I don't think there's any choice. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel I don't want to. I don't want to bash the question. Thank you for the question, but I think we. I think they have to, right? That just makes right. sense. Yeah, there, there's no there's no possible situation where you don't put Seth Sinovic back into the starting lineup yeah, and dude. left back. Um, if you got to bring Johan in as a sub later, you know, you can bring Johan in at left back or midfield or winger up playing forward. Like Johan is now proven that he can play the whole field uh, anywhere. You know. Yeah, yeah, Johan, he's a very versatile player. Uh, there were all those talks it's earlier great. in the year about whether he's a bust or not. I think he's proven he's certainly not a bust. Now, maybe he's not a designated player, but I think we've mentioned before Peter Ramiz has hinted that he won't be a designated player next year. That had more to do with the transfer fee than the salary. You can buy him down pretty easily. Um but I think he's a, he's a he's a great utility player to have on this team, kind of like Jimmy Madronda was. He could play pretty much anywhere on the field. Um, so I, I agree. Put Seth in at left back. Let Johan come in as a sub wherever you need him, and and call it good there. Um. Now we have T 
Tattoo the Great, Eric Martinez, uh, he said he loved Johan's performance, and, and we've talked about that. He his says his real question is, was that Kyrie's fluke of a performance, and he'll bounce back on Sunday, or um, and and then with the yellow card, Rubio is on a caution. What do we think is going to happen there? So first, Kyrie, do you think he bounces back and is in the starting lineup? Uh, Kyrie, yeah, he'll be back in the starting lineup. I mean, dude, he showed some good things last night. It just didn't get the job done. Like early in the game, like eight minutes in, I mean, he had the ball, he held it up, and he kicked it out to Shallowy. And then Shallowy kicked it back to Kyrie, and Kyrie tried to bend it around Nick Romando. That's not going to happen, like ever. <laughs> so, but that, that was a flash of greatness. I was like, okay, look at you. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what he's done all year. Um, is is yeah. sort of use his body, make some space, and get shots off. That shot, Use that body probably doesn't beat Romando. It beats plenty of other keepers though, so it's not a bad play. Um, now Rubio on the caution. That's what I wanted to spend a couple minutes talking about. Mm. How do you handle that? Like, do you try to save him and not use him in this game for fear of losing him for the first leg of the next game? Or are, you don't have to. Well, the other side of that is, do you play him? And then if he gets on a yellow, you know, okay, and you go through, you're missing him for the first leg, but you have him back for the second leg of the Western Conference Finals, which might be more important. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't know. He's not going to start this game. So, I mean, it just depends, dude. It's situational. If we need a spark... If we need that Chilean spark, then then send him on. Yeah, I I almost I I don't think they'll hold him out if it means getting the win. No, they I don't think they'll hold him out either. And and to be honest, Rubio's not the kind of guy who gets a lot of yellow cards, so he might get through however many games we have left just fine without a yellow card. If he were to get a yellow card, I'd almost rather him get it in this next game, so we miss him for the first leg of the Western Conference Finals. Than the second leg, yeah. Because I'd like to have Rubio available for that second leg of the Western Conference Finals. Uh, I'd like to have him available for all legs of all games, but if you, if I had to choose, um, I guess that's what I'd say. And makes sense. Uh, last question: We'll talk about Sporting Timio uh, wants to know. Um, well, it's kind of a statement, but we'll get your thoughts on it. He said, looking at the possession stats, seems RSL knows how to disrupt SKC's game plan. I think their speed and counter bother SKC and make them play tight. Uh, but I'm glad the away game is done and they're back home. So we talked about that a bit earlier. I don't know. I mean, I don't think that RSL is going to earn 70% of the possession at Children's Mercy Park. Uh, but they do definitely have speed and, and have ability on the counter. So... I guess that that probably yeah, they're quick. Yeah, it scares you. That's that's the biggest thing that scares you about this team, right? Yeah, they're very quick, dude. They're they're young as well. Um, I don't know, dude. Did you see Ike track back though? I was like, okay, we're young too, man. We got Ike Opara <laughs> getting that stride. Like he chased that guy down. I was like, that was amazing. Yeah, that was before he launched a ball uh, into orbit around the Earth. <laughs> he, that's true that was very funny i think he watched too much premier league and thought that that ball would dip down into the goal <laughs> i don't know if he knew what he was doing there yeah. but i loved it <laughs> yeah he uh, he launched that one uh but yeah you're right i, I mean i think sporting casey's got plenty of speed um 
I truly don't think we're going to see a 70-30 split in possession like we saw. I think it's going to be much closer to 50-50. I think it's going to be a very chippy game. I think there will be yellow cards given out. Um, who knows? You know, there might even be a couple of fights. Ilya almost got into a, a little bit of a scuffle with Beckerman. Did you see that? Uh, I think so. Yeah, he kind of like didn't he hip check him? He, he kind of hip checked him. He didn't. He almost head butted him, but not really. Kind of like pushed him with the, his head a little bit. Um, I don't know, man. I just I have a feeling this one's gonna get off the rails, and and we might. It's see, gonna get gross. Yeah, we might see some some nasty fouls in this game and that scares me and we will lose our minds dude we're gonna go freaking mental and and be losing our voices out there i just know it it's gonna be nuts i'm sure the cauldron has a tifo that's gonna be there um i would think at least you know it's been the first home playoff game in five years i would i would expect that so it is going to be a madhouse but i can't wait and your boy coos can't wait will be here so i'm there man I hope they open up the members club for the Chiefs game. I mean, I'm a big Chiefs fan. I think it'd be fun to get in there early and watch some uh, Chiefs. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I'd be surprised if they didn't. But we'll uh, we'll tweet out as as we get more information about what the team's gonna do as far as Chiefs game. If they'll open up the members club, if they do open up the members club, we'll try to get there, hang out for a little bit. Um, Chiefs kick off at noon though, and this game's at two, so there's gonna be a bit of an overlap. Uh, of the game. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a busy day True. in Kansas city. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot, man. Prediction time. You, you want to predict a result here? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm terrified, dude. That's just, I don't know. I, I'm scared. I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't, I'm out. I think I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say sporting KC wins three to two. And I think that second goal RSL two. scores. I think we give up two goals. I think one of them's kind of in garbage time at the end. I think that we go up 3-1 and are sitting pretty good. And then they just push and push and push. And they probably get a second goal like very near the end of the game. But but I think we, we hold on. So, I don't know. I'd like us to win like 4-1, 5-1, 5-0. And just leave no doubt. But, uh. My God, I don't. I don't think they'll score two goals at home. I mean, I'd like to say we win two nothing, to be honest, but it is. Uh, I'll take it. Oh, you made me do a prediction. You, <laughs> I tricked you. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, well there you go. We both think I think that Sporting KC is going to win, um, but yeah, we'll 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 be there and we'll let y'all know uh, where to meet up with us in the members club uh, or whatever it's called now. When when we get that all sorted out, uh, what is it called now? The the Boulevard or not Boulevard Budweiser something or other. Maybe it's the Budweiser Members Club. The oh, Budweiser it's, uh, Club Brewhouse. Budweiser Brewhouse. Yeah, that's dumb. I hate it. And I'm mad that they got rid of all Boulevard beer at no other pub. I didn't realize that was part of the deal. Yes, makes sense though. I mean, that's they're part of the club, dude. Pissing me off, man. I hate it. I'm, it's kind of weird for glory for city except for your biggest local brewery that you've been a partner with for how many years like come on now i think it was a money thing man anheuser-busch was like hey we don't cost us you know or how does how does that work who who's who wanted more money sporting obviously did yeah, right sporting wanted more money anheuser-busch was willing to pay more than boulevard was but man 
I mean, imagine that. Come on, give your give your give your local partners a home team discount, and every single person in the members club is going to be happier with Boulevard in there than Budweiser. I'm just saying. Yeah, and kombucha on tap. You know, <laughs> we need to uh, need to have some kuzbuch on tap in the members club. So, oh yeah, we'll get on that. Someone email Jake Reed. Where are you at, um, dude? I think. <laughs> Do people ever sneak in food to that place? Because I'm thinking, like, like if you're there for early for the Chiefs game and then you're there for sporting and you really don't want to, you know, spend money on concessions, do people ever sneak in, like, pack of hot dogs in their pocket or anything? Is that ever, <laughs> is that ever a thing? I'm sure they can. I mean, you can't detect a hot dog on a metal detector. So <laughs> oh, bro, I will strap some wieners to my chest. All right, well, I'll just duct tape let it. Let me tell you, that's not the first time. Like it's a wire. It's not the first time Daniel said that. So don't, don't even, <laughs> we're not strapping. I'm talking hot dogs, man. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. You know, consequence free. You think it's possible? <laughs> uh, I think it is. I think it is. I think you could smuggle some hot dogs in All there. Right. So I'm going to do it. Cause I, I gotta, you know, I gotta survive. I gotta survive. And I really don't think there's much at the stadium that I would eat. Yeah. You know, there's no vegan hot dogs at children's mercy so park. No, there's no vegan hot dogs. That's true. Do they have vegan anything there that you can eat? I haven't even looked, but I, I'd like to sneak in my own vegan sausages. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that'd be hilarious. I'm just munching on them. <laughs> well, we, we we will update you all next week as to the, the success yeah. or failure of... Uh, I got kicked the hell out because I tried to smuggle. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll give you an update on Operation uh, Coos Wiener and uh, let you know. Oh my God, don't was... call it that. What is you wrong with you? What is going on? Hey, you got to label it. I'm just saying. So okay, ease on you. Ease on down the road there. All right, Wiz. Okay. Any 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 other final thoughts on on the RSL game before we move on to some of the other uh, MLS playoff matchups? Uh, oh yeah, there were some of those too, weren't there? There were. You know, I don't have many thoughts on it at all, man. Uh, it's like we're seeing the same game we just saw, but I think it's going to be way more intense because everything's on the line right now. Yes, we have an advantage with that road goal, but that really doesn't matter if they get a goal. So we got to go. Yep, I'm with you. Um, If you look at the rest of the MLS playoffs in the in the conference semifinals there were a, a, a couple of big results that might impact Sporting KC down the road depending on how things play out the Columbus Crew beat the New York Red Bulls at home 1-0 thanks to a, a beautiful little 1-2 play from uh, Federico Higuain and Jassy Zardes so uh that puts the Red Bulls on notice heading back to Red Bull Arena um do you think the crew can get it done uh, going back to Red Bull Arena, I I don't, I, I don't know. I really don't think they can. I'd love for them to prove me wrong, but it's kind of a long shot. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, look, they're they 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 did everything they could at home. They shut out the Red Bulls and um and and they won. So they're definitely in an advantageous position. But the Red Bulls, if they can get a goal in New York, then it's a whole different story. I mean, let's go. Right. If they can, if they can get a single goal in New York, then the Red Bulls have to score three. 
And that's when it gets crazy because oh of God. because of the away goal. Yeah. This is this is when away goals just start screwing with everybody's math because it's, one goal for the crew means the Red Bulls got to score three or they're out. And and that, that's when it gets a little crazy. Um, right. But a 2-0 win, a 3-1 win for the Red Bulls is certainly not out of the question. So if I were a betting man, I think I'd still put my money on the Red Bulls. But hey, the crew gave themselves a chance. So, you know, same with the uh, the Portland Timbers. They beat Seattle 2 to 1 at Providence Park. They'll be heading to CenturyLink Field on Thursday night, which is weird. Um very. I think it's cuz it what does it doesn't it uh interfere with the Seahawks game or something? I don't think it's actually the Seahawks. I was told today that it's because there is a car show all weekend long right by CenturyLink Field what? or something like that. Yeah. It's very stupid. So, oh my lord. Yeah, it's it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it leaves them playing on a Thursday night. And I thought Seattle was a soccer city. I guess it's a car city. <laughs> What's even worse for Seattle is both Christian Roldan and Chad Marshall had to leave the first leg with injury. So now they have even less that. time. In trouble. Yeah, even less time to recover. If Seattle doesn't have Roldan hey. and Marshall, they're in bad shape. Now, watching Portland and Seattle, dude, I think I hate Seattle more than Portland. Like, I know we try to have this rivalry with Portland ever since the double post back in 2014 or whatever it was. I don't think I, I don't think I hate Portland nearly as much as Seattle. And it kind of flashes me back to MLS All-Star game last year when I saw a guy in a Timbers jersey and he was like, oh, great, a sporting guy. And I was like, I don't think we hate you as much as you hate us. It's kind of weird. <laughs> no, I, I think that's absolutely true. So, I think Portland. But I, I think. Yeah. I think Seattle's the worst, dude. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I, I've met some nice fans of each club, but if I had to choose, I think I'd rather hang out with Portland people. Is that weird? Uh, No, that's not weird. I mean, my brother is a Portland fan and, you know, sometimes I, I don't want to deal with him, but, uh. I have I have plenty of family in Portland. Portland's a lovely city. I, I have nothing against the city of Portland. Um, Timbers fans were very nice to but me I when I was there. I don't like there. the way their team plays. I don't like the way Seattle plays, I guess. I, I prefer Portland. Well, and the other aspect of this is Seattle fans were Atlanta fans before Atlanta was a thing. So... <laughs> They were the ones. <laughs> they were the ones who thought they invented soccer. They still think they invented soccer. We've just moved on from Seattle fans because now Atlanta exists. But that's pretty true. Seattle. Yeah. Seattle was the original Atlanta. So, you know, I that is true. I really don't like their fans either. So, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I per, on the as as far as just teams on the field go, I'd rather play Portland because I feel more confident playing Portland than I do Seattle. Um. Yes, true. And I think that we'd have an easier time going and getting a result at Providence Park than we would at CenturyLink Field. But hey, I don't know. I'll be pulling for Portland in that one. So Same here. Um, unfortunately, Atlanta United did get a road win um, 1-0 to at Yankee Stadium over yes. NYCFC, which kind of sucks. Um, now NYCFC is going to have to make up a lot of ground at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I don't know if they can do that. I don't know. What do you think? That's tough. I really don't know either. The only times they've ever gotten results against Atlanta is that they've tied Atlanta. 
So Atlanta just beat NYC for like the first time this year. So it'll be interesting if, you know, NYC can go down and do the same to them. And you got to hope they don't, they do go down. I mean, Atlanta and Red Bulls need to go down if Kansas City wants a, a chance at hosting, assuming we get there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be real tough. Now, I, I, I did look up plane tickets to both New York and Atlanta for oh, yeah. MLS Cup weekend. Just out of curiosity. There's a long way to go before we get there. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. I just was more curious. Okay, those are the two places where – those are the only two other places where we can go for MLS Cup if we make it. If, it's, if we don't go to one of those two places, it's going to be in Kansas City. But as much as I hate Atlanta, the team – it was less than half the price to fly from Kansas City to Atlanta that weekend than it was to fly from Kansas City to New York. So, um, Whoa. yeah, there's that, I guess. Um, well, all right. And I've uh, I've never been to Atlanta since I was like 12, and I don't really remember much about Atlanta when I was 12, and I probably couldn't do all the fun things in Atlanta. So if it's there, hey, maybe I'll go. I don't know. Um so yeah, that's where we stand. Um, like we said, Thursday at uh, nine thirty p.m. Central Time is when the Sounders host the Portland Timbers, and then uh, Sporting KC RSL kick off the uh, the Sunday games two p.m. Central Time, followed by Atlanta and New York City at four thirty Central Time, and then finishing off the night with New York Columbus at six thirty Central Time. So. We'll know Sunday if we're uh, going to go to uh, Seattle or Portland or if our hearts will be broken. So here's hoping for one of the first yes, two choices. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, not a whole lot of other news in MLS um, outside of the playoffs. The one thing I did see that's kind of funny is, did you see this report? Well, it's not really a report. It was a, a Charles Bohm tweet from like late Sunday night. That apparently the Orlando City coaches inadvertently triggered an option for one of their midfielders because they played him one more game than was required to get him a contract next year and they didn't realize it. Does that make sense? Are you serious? Yeah, so there, there was a clause in someone's contract. He didn't say who. A lot of people have speculated Will Johnson. Um, but that like essentially there was a clause where if he played – or if he started X number of games, then he automatically gets a contract for next year. Well, apparently the coaches didn't know that, and they started him X plus one number of games. And so now he has a contract for next year. Wow. So Who screwed the pooch on that one? I mean, that's a total front office flop, I'd say. But, I mean, that's perfect for oh, Yeah. I mean, they've just... That's a total front office pooch screw. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, they've... Uh... Okay. <laughs> yeah, they they they've just been a dumpster fire. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> they've just been a dumpster fire all year long. Um, oh, absolutely. That is a fire inside of a dumpster. If you didn't know that, and the fire themselves are an actual fire because they just keep making players retire. They've had two yes. young players retire out from underneath them uh, over the last week or so. So, uh, yeah, Chicago just kind of ruins players. It seems they just. They're like, oh, is this what soccer is? It's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, yeah, it'll be interested if if Schweinsteiger comes back next year. I, I don't know. He seems to like the city, but I don't know how much he'll want to play for that organization anymore. So, 
Yeah, for real. And uh, of course, there's rumors about Zlatan going back to uh, to AC Milan potentially. Is is what I've heard. I saw that. Yeah. And I think didn't Arsene Wenger is didn't he just get or is about to be hired by AC Milan? I think is what I saw. Um, I don't know, but they're also you know LA Galaxy is also holding some kind of a press conference Tuesday night, which would be last night if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Um, and you'd like to think, and, and supposedly Zlatan's going to be there at this press conference. So it'll be interesting to see what that's about. Yeah. It's probably like the standard end of, uh, end of year availability. Um, but I mean, really? Zlatan hasn't been shy about talking about his future and saying, Hey, if you want me, you know, you got to pay me, give me designated player money, etc." So probably we'll get some good quotes out of that. Um, and then lastly, the only other thing I was going to mention is, did you see that uh, Wayne Rooney is going back to the three Lions for the match against the U.S. men's national team? Yeah, that's pretty dumb. Uh, <laughs> glad they don't have to go to PKs in that game, though, because he'd be in trouble. Ooh, yeah. There's a... Uh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't discuss that, but whoa. No, we didn't. I well, that's I totally forgot that all those uh, knockout round games happened since our last one. But yeah, right. Wayne Rooney and Lucho Acosta, the two best DC United players, both missed their penalties and cost DC United a chance to uh, to move on in the playoffs. So, not great. Heartbreaking. It's crazy. DC. Yeah, that's insane. But Rooney will be back next year. Like he, he's he's for sure going to be around for at least one more year. So. That'll be cool because I think DC comes to Kansas City next year, so it'd be nice to see Wayne Rooney play in person. Um, so no, dude, DC are, DC came to KC this year. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, crap. Well, that sucks. Am I, I am I wrong? See Wayne Rooney? No, you might be right. I think you. I I was thinking. I think I got confused because I think they came before Wayne Rooney signed. But I think you're right. I think. Well, be going. Maybe I got to go to the game in DC next year. I don't know. <laughs> road trip. <laughs> that's not a road trip. That's a, that's a, that's on the plane. I'm not driving <laughs> driving to DC. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, man. That's uh, that's what I got. Um, you got anything else for our good and faithful listeners? No, man. This is uh, we're in playoff podcasting mode now, so you know, no holds barred. All bets are off. All bets are off. All uh, wieners are duct taped to chests. Everything uh, below the belt is okay. <laughs> we are we are excited. Cannot wait to be at Children's Mercy Park on Sunday. We're consequence for, uh, free for <laughs> mind expanding soccer in a consequence free environment. Um, looking forward no to consequences it, man. up in here. When uh, when do you fly in? Saturday night. Okay, Saturday night, you're here the whole week, right? Uh, Yeah, man, I'm there Saturday to Saturday, so that's, uh, you know, we're going to, we got some things to do down there with family, and then, uh, yeah, should be, should be a good time, good little getaway, little early Christmas. Nice. Well, like I said earlier, we will let you all know what we're doing on Sunday for some sort of tailgate. It'll probably be we're going to be chilling in the members club, watching the Chiefs win, but we'll let you know. So until then, thank you guys so much. Yep. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, 
Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, and at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. You can shoot us an email, as always, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. And make sure you leave us an iTunes rating and review. Mm. Uh, But until then, I'm Jimmy, he's Dan, and we'll catch you all later. We'll see ya. Wiener's on my chest. Wiener's on my chest.